Pranab Dhal Samanta, Deputy Executive Editor, and R. Shriram, Associate Editor from The Economic Times, who are tracking the world's most watched election to discuss its impact on India. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Pranab and Shriram. Pranab, I'll start with you. What will be the impact on India if Joe Biden gets elected? Thank you, Devina, for having me on the morning brief. While uh, the process is still underway, what one can see is that it's going to be, if at all, a Biden presidency, a narrow victory. And uh, that would mean Joe Biden will have to govern very much from the center, which would mean a reduced impact of the left progressives within the Democrat Party. That will have its impact on some of the liberal agenda, which the Democrats or the sort of the left-leaning Democrats hope Biden will carry. How much of a flag bearer he can be of those things will be a question mark. And that will impact India because several of those issues which they raise uh, with India will now have to be put on the back burner. Number two, the the India-US relationship is very much now a structural requirement. You know, it's, it's structurally close. Uh, remember, it's, it's, it's kind of evolved under now two Democrat presidents and two Republican presidents. So it has this bipartisan um, uh, support to it. So therefore, I don't see much changing even under a Biden presidency, because remember, Joe Biden is the guy who actually went out there even during the Clinton presidency and was among the first Democrats to demand that sanctions be removed from India after India had conducted nuclear tests. He also supported the nuclear deal much more fervently than what then Senator Barack Obama did. So he has a history of, you know, being more flexible and more uh, sort of accommodative of the Indian interest because he sees, he recognizes that as as, as an important uh, relationship. So policy-wise, I don't see much change. However, the politics and the rhetoric around the relationship uh, one will have to watch, again, depending on how much the progressives will ratchet up their noise or will they cooperate with Biden. It will depend on how that equation sort of evolves in a Biden presidency. Third, of course, uh, the big change will be the, you see, Mr. Donald Trump and uh, uh, Prime Minister Modi had enjoyed an excellent personal chemistry. Uh, now, with Joe Biden, that is still has to be seen. And going by his history and approach, he's very institutional. I don't think he will go out of the box, take on Europe, partner India. 
So there are all those things which Trump did, which were completely new to American politics and American approach to building alliances or partnerships, will sort of come back into a very institutional mold. Those were some very important points that Pranav highlighted. With Trump, we know where we stand as far as India is concerned. But if Biden comes to power, we don't know what his India policies will be. So Pranav, my next question to you would be, what happens if Donald Trump gets re-elected? See, if Donald Trump gets uh, re-elected, uh, Devina, then it is, you know, you, you, you continue from where you left, number one. Number two is the China fact. Donald Trump is very clear on what his approach to China is. And that's a game changer. And that changes everything. It changes the way you do business, the way you do trade, everything. And the way you um, uh, sort of frame rules around security, etc. Now, it's very clear where Donald Trump stands on China. Well, that's not clear about Biden, but Biden definitely cannot roll back what uh, Trump has done. China is very much a domestic issue, so any American president will have to adopt a strong approach towards China. But how that will translate into policy, one has to see. However, if Trump comes in, you can see a lot more happening in that direction. What does that mean? It means India straight away moving on to supply chain resilience initiatives. You'll see India wanting to have a, a, a more robust role uh, in, in, uh, in terms of replacing China in critical supply chains. Uh, maybe a lot of support will come from uh, US and other countries to do that. Uh, there will be definitely a greater embrace on the defense side. Uh, maybe a lot of the defense manufacturing can straight off come. He, he's literally opened all doors. And, the, and, and let's not forget the extent of defense cooperation, which uh, India and uh, the U.S. now have. It's not much talked about it, but it runs very deep. Because of what's happening with China, maybe there will be an opening for India to restart negotiations with Trump and look at a much better deal. Maybe look at uh, getting more American investment into India, more American FDI in different sectors, get American companies to start working here, relocate from China. Those are the kind of big picture, big ideas, rather than just looking at some limited trade deal here and there. Maybe those are the big ambitious plans which can move forward when Trump comes. Third, of course, is uh, some of India's bread and butter issues. There'll be complete traditional support, like on terrorism, Pakistan, Afghanistan, whatever it is. Um, Trump has been very clear. Uh, Democrats keep this pretense of being fair, but Trump over here is very clear. So, you know, some of these bread and butter issues, which, you know, when you talk about Kashmir, 370, all these issues will not be a problem with Trump. The advantage of uh, the Trump-Modi chemistry. Again, the chemistry between the two leaders is so good that even if uh, one says something negative about the other, it doesn't really uh, get personal. Uh, the chemistry is good in working on issues uh, which are very uh, sort of uh, close to security and economic security also. Shiram, I wanted to understand how would Indian markets and the dollar react if either Biden comes to power or Trump comes to power? Indian markets don't care. They will take their cues from the US markets and the US markets are focused on the need for a stimulus bill in the US Congress. And the U.S. markets basically believe that both a Biden administration and a Trump administration would deliver on the stimulus. 
of course, there would be some changes because if Biden becomes a president and the Senate remains in Republican hands and the nature of that stimulus, the kind of a stimulus that you will have, how big and how expansive it will be, will uh, will change. Obviously, it will not be such a big and expansive stimulus if Biden gets control of the entire U.S. Congress. And if Trump becomes a president and the Senate is still in Republican hands, also the stimulus will be very different. But other than that, the U.S. markets are focused on stimulus and they think that uh, whichever administration, whichever man becomes a president will give them the stimulus. Second point, Indian markets are now focused on domestic growth and domestic economy. They see clearly signs of the economy improving. Uh, numbers are looking much better than expectations. So Shiram is very clear that the Indian markets will not react either if Biden comes to power or Trump comes to power because they take their cues from the U.S. markets and the U.S. markets are expecting a stimulus no matter who the next president is. Another point, Shiram, what I wanted to ask you was visa. Visa has been an Achilles heel in Indo-U.S. equations from time to time. It's about the blue-collar job visa, or we have the student visa issue, or you have the IT sector, which has one of the largest manpower strengths going abroad. How do you see the visa topic coming up as far as Indo-US equation is concerned? Okay, two points here. If Trump becomes a president, business as usual will continue. Whatever has been announced or whatever has been processed or ongoing as of now will continue to happen. I think there are some restrictions on the H-1B visa availability and the way that it is getting processed now. And I think those restrictions or those regulations will continue. If Biden comes to power, and he has made this very clear that he will remove those restrictions or remove those very stringent regulations against uh, uh, on the granting of H-1B visas. And I think that he will probably do. I would be a little careful about expecting some sweeping changes in the visa regime that is beneficial to India. I would expect that he would tinker around with it and remove some of those restrictions that uh, Trump has imposed or some of those uh, processes uh, that have delayed the uh, granting of uh, H-1B visas. But I don't expect any major systematic change to happen because I think this election has shown once again, if it needed to be shown, that the U.S. remains politically deadlocked, gridlocked and a very, very divided nation. Three very crucial points. U.S. remains deadlocked, gridlocked, and a very, very divided nation. Pranab, you have highlighted recently in a column that China remains one of the major flashpoints for the U.S. If there is a change in top government job, what can India expect from a U.S.-China equation? Um, See, I think uh, whoever the new president on the economic and security side. In my personal view, security and economic issues will sort of dominate over other issues in the agenda of governance. Why I say that is China is the single biggest problem which the United States faces today. It's the biggest challenge. And it's a challenge like uh, never before. Uh, When the last time uh, the US faced such a challenge from the Soviet Union, you actually were dealing with a power who had a different ideological uh, bearing, who had who wanted to propound a different system of doing economics, trade, business, everything. Here you have an adversary who's well integrated into the economic structure authored by the West uh, under US leadership and has gamed that system and using it against you. And therefore, to decouple from China 
is a necessity which it's a Biden administration or a Trump administration. It has to be done. You can differ on how to do it, but that decoupling will have to happen, and that that's clear. So, so how do you decouple? How do you also uh, sort of retain your leadership on the, in these institutions? These will all be issues on which uh, you know there will be a lot of uh, reflection. Which, uh, I mean, as far as Trump is concerned, we know where he stands. When Biden comes, one will have to wait and see. But what's clear? is due to COVID also that a sort of a making of a new world order is possible. The Indian prime minister keeps talking about it. There will be a new world order just like it happened after Second World War. Now the makings of that new world order uh, will be defined a lot by the leadership position that the US takes. And that is why this presidency, whosoever comes, could be historically pivotal in my view. Coming to a new world order, Shiram, climate. Now, this is one issue which has seen no commonality in a Republican and a Democrat. Climate is a very, very important issue which touches almost everybody. Do you see a very different approach towards climate when Biden comes into power in a very divided country? I think Joe Biden has already made his intentions very clear. He will get the United States back into the Paris Climate Agreement as soon as he becomes a president, which he expects to, uh, after Jan 20th, when after the inauguration day. Now, whether the Joe Biden administration will actually go all out to try and put curbs on the oil and gas industry and the coal industry, when they know that the electorate and the voting public is very divided, when they know that their own electoral chances in the midterms in 2022 and later on in 2024 will get affected, I don't know. I'm not very sure about it. I... I think Biden administration will make some token noises about uh, such as entry into the Paris Climate Accords and such as making some uh, other uh, statements and changes to say that, to signal that they are for a very radical and a very different approach than Donald J. Trump. But on the ground, what it means, I don't think there will be any major changes on the ground because those kind of changes will be exploited by the Republican Party under Donald Trump and will probably cost them in the midterms in 2022. So what I understand, Shiram, is that if Trump comes to power, then we know where he stands as far as climate issue is concerned. But even if Biden comes to power, then there may not be any sweeping structural changes. On that note, Pranab, my final question to you would be, what are the challenges that the next US president will face? The first uh, challenge is this is this is going to be a close win for whosoever is going to be the president, right? So how does he work the middle space? I think, again, if it is a Trump, you know what he's going to do because he has functioned very much like that in the last uh, four years. Uh, the, the interest will be in Biden because he will have to uh, work with the Republicans. Biden has always worked with the Republicans. Within the Democrats, he's been the negotiator. So that may not actually be bad for Biden individually. But yes, he'll have to negotiate with the opposition a lot. We'll have to restructure the agenda, uh, the Democrat agenda, so to say, like just now Shira mentioned on climate change, on many of the other issues on which he could have been more strident, the liberal sort of left liberal agenda. 
I think he'll have to prune all of that now. He'll have to send a message to that part of America which has not voted for him. And uh, because the landslide just didn't happen and that the Democrats will have to accept that. So, and in case of Donald Trump, it'll just be moving on uh, from where he has left it. That's number one. Number two is uh, the message to the world. I think we are very clear on the adversary side, which we discussed China, but the approaches are going to be different. Uh, Europe will be very, very pleased if um, there is a Biden presidency. Biden will look to work with Europe. Trump, we know. Number three, the big positive which will uh, actually come out if we are able to see a result is that both presidents have had a very clear approach on, you know, or at least they say so, bringing back American leadership. That, in a sense, in a world where so much is happening, uh, maybe you need, because the United States of America guarantees the global commons, basically your, your seas, your airwaves, your digital, all of that. You need the rules-based order to be reaffirmed once again. Let's see how things play out. Can't uh, look into the crystal glass beyond a point. Thank you. Shiram, according to you, what would be the positive and the challenges for either government? So the three big challenges that I think uh, the incoming administration, whichever it is, Trump or Biden will face. First, arrest the onslaught, the growth of COVID cases say, in the US. I think yesterday or today, the numbers came out which showed that US was recording about 100,000 odd cases every day. This is a very sharp increase from the number that we were used to seeing in August, September and early parts of October when the U.S. is doing about 40 to 50,000 cases. Clearly, there's been a very big jump and a very rapid increase. Now they have to find a way to deal with it and bring that number down back to a more manageable level. This is something that uh, America is probably experiencing a second wave of COVID now, much like uh, the rest of Europe. Is. The second big challenge that a new incoming administration will face is to grow the economy. The U.S. economy has rebounded very smartly and very sharply in the third quarter from whatever was whatever happened in the second quarter. But you got to sustain it and you got to help the U.S. economy to grow in uh, not only the fourth quarter, but also for much of next year, for which you need a stimulus. You need some kind of a stimulus that satisfies both parties, satisfied both sides of the aisle, and also helps boosting confidence and fostering economic growth. Now, whether it is Trump or Biden, they need to figure out a way to do it because it is now, as I said, a sharply divided gridlock nation, and it's tough to get through bills in the Congress given the kind of uh, divided electorate we see. The third big challenge, and this is a challenge largely for Biden, maybe not so much for Trump, is to forge a relationship with the world. Now, Biden has run his campaign on the premise that, look, I am not Donald Trump, so I'm going to do things differently. Right, that's great. Uh, for people who hate Donald Trump, that is great news. But how are you going to do things differently? He hasn't explained that. He's also said, that Russia as a rival and China as a competitor. So it's a very smart play of words in the sense that he's saying that Russia is a rival, therefore an enemy. And China is, okay, a competitor. This is a very different thing from what Trump has been saying, that Trump has been branding China as the enemy. And uh, Joe Biden has been trying to kind of dilute it a little bit. Joe Biden is trying to tread a very fine, thin line, trying to walk the centrist path. But it's going to be tough to follow this through because you can't have very bad relations with Russia. And at the same time, you can't, you know, seem to be coddling up to China as well. I don't think Joe Biden wants to coddle up to China, but he has to be very careful given all that has happened in the last one month to see whether the U.S. really gets what it wants from China. I think these are the three big challenges immediately that I can think of that the new administration will do. 
So basically, uh, the next president has a very, very tough job cut out for him. Uh, it could be economy, COVID, forging global equations. All of them will be extremely important on the agenda. And most importantly, every single one of these issues will have a direct impact on India. Thank you, Pranab and Shriram, for this very insightful conversation. In conclusion, whoever gets the top seat in the US will inherit a deadlocked, gridlocked, and deeply divided America. The next US president may have to play safe by taking the middle path, and the impact on India may be determined by which parties control the Senate and the House. I'm Devina Sengupta, and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited and coordinated by Shashwat Mohanty. You can send in your comments at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. Avaaz.com <laughs>